The coding durability test puts excess through a cycle of 10,000 strums. Through the lens of a microscope, it is clear that excess retains its composition better than other coded strings. Testing complete. Good morning, hey Ray. How you doing? Man, I'm great. Great to see you. Thanks for coming. Pleasure to be here. This is John Bollinger with Premier Guitar. I'm with Ray Benson, nine-time Grammy winner. Jeez, man. She has a lot of bling. <laughs> That's a lot of bling. Uh, guitar legend, producer, the whole enchilada right here. Man, I'm, I'm so glad that we can sit down and just hear you play a little bit and hear about your gear. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's all we really care about. You know, we said, what'd you, why'd you get, why'd you get in the business to play guitar? You know? Yeah, right. No kidding, man. That's it. Well, let's start with this cool. I've never seen, I've never seen this model. What, what is This it? is a Collings, which was a, a, such a fantastic guitar company in uh, Austin, outside of Austin, Texas. This is a SoCo model, which is short for uh, South Congress, uh, but it's a SoCo, uh, deluxe because they just made it to my size. It's a little bigger. It's got controls in this place instead of four, uh, you know, like uh, tone, volume, tone, volume. It's just one tone, volume, tele like setup. Sure. And it's got special Lawler pickups in it that uh, do exactly what I tell them to do. <laughs> That's great. Well, you came in on that neck, and boy, that's just about as dreamy and jazzy as you could hope for. And it's ebony, you know, I always loved ebony uh, just because it's hard and it just rebounds, you know. And then the back, see, I make them take the finish off because Danny Gatton told me one time, uh, Danny had, uh, I had a new, uh, a new guitar and I said, man, it was a, a, a telly, I think. And I said, you know, it gets sticky and uh, when we play outdoors, I always take the finish off the back. I think I'll use some double lot, you know, sandpaper. Danny, what do you think? And Danny was a mechanic, you know, he had a shop, you know. They, yeah. And he had his 57 whatever telly, and he said, oh, hell, man, I just take the filings from under the drill press, the metal filings with all the grease, and I just rub it in a rag on the, on the back of his thing. And he says, see all the, the black in the grain? He says, that's grease. <laughs> it's like, so I don't have to be that careful. No, man, just get in there and rub it off. <laughs> that's great. So that's right, you were around uh, Danny Gatton and Roy Buchanan back in the late 60s. DC, yes, oh. yeah, late, late 60s, well, 1970, starting in 1970 in the Bay Area, uh, excuse me, in the DC area. Uh, Roy was uh, playing with Danny Denver at the, at the, in Bladensburg, Maryland, the Crossroads, I remember, the club, yeah. and went to see him, and he was the master of the telly back then. Is that what kind of got you into tellies, hearing those guys? Is that sort of the... No, guitar? I bought a telly uh, in 1968. Or, uh, and, uh, I bought a 67 uh, telly, or in 69 I bought it, and uh, it just fit me. Uh, yeah. The reason, and I love strats, but the middle pickup got in the way of my... I would sometimes use my other fingers, you know. And yeah. so, so I could never uh, get that. Stevie Vaughn was a good friend of mine, C.B. Ray, and, and I always told him, I said, uh, he said, well, I don't use those other fingers. He just used a pick, and he, he certainly could play a Strat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he did all right. He did okay. Yeah, did all right. But uh, yeah, so anyway, so uh, Collins was so so good to me. They they said I said, and I needed X amount of thing of from the here because I use uh, when I when I do that my little trick with the uh, volume control that that Roy taught me. Then I have to. Um, have that control exactly a certain distance from my finger. You know, in fact, I, when I do this, I take my ring off <laughs> and uh, and get this. Uh, you know, Right, yeah, all those old school Roy things that. Yeah, it is a. <laughs> right. Before we had, you know. And so, anyway, it was just. Uh, and then, of course, this one was the all the. On the telly, it'll do it. This one won't do it because you can see. 
Atelier is a bolt on neck. This is, you know, yeah, don't so this won't, won't do that. <laughs> we'll get to that with Atelier. Yeah, right. And so it's, 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 uh, and you, I think the bridge pickup has some sort of Kelly, uh, Telly type. Yeah, these are Lawlers. This is basically your basic humbucking. And then if I want to play, you know, Buck Owens or, you know, you know. Yeah. Wow. Or, you know, and then your middle pickup is just like... Just a little out of phase kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And then you got this. So you get the full gamut on one guitar. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. And the body you said is slightly bigger than than the uh Yeah, it's a lot bigger and 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 it's what Tim did on the uh on the telly uh telly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, here. that's a good segue. Let's let's yeah, talk because about that that seems to me uh, and I also use obviously J200s. I like big bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Ray likes the big bottom, yeah. <laughs> Baby's got back. <laughs> but, very cool. uh, yeah, so, and I, these are the two guitars that I use on stage is the, the Collins, and, uh, and I also have a Jazz Collins, which is, um, this is the LC, LC? Eastside. Eastside. This is called an Eastside, and this is just a standard, what would you say, like a, like a 175 kind of setup. Okay. You know, and it's, oh yeah, with a single, single neck. Yeah, you know, this is your single pickup. It's not plugged in, but it also is a great acoustic. Right. And yeah, it's that's fantastic. Great. The same thing. No finish on the back. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. And then uh, I use. Uh, the yeah. te telly I, I use mostly as a drop D, although I then tune it back up again, but this is Tim's great idea. And I said to Tim, I said, you know, I have this, I had a telly, like I had a 67 telly in this, and uh, I took look a picture of myself and it looks like a mandolin. Right, you know, Six right. foot seven, <laughs> damn thing. And not only that is, is that we wanted to, uh, on the, uh, neck pickup to have the body the bigger body gives it a little bit lower end you know yeah now here's the man who built it right here yeah. Tim. and and this yeah. good to see you man right. gentlemen how we doing Tim Shaw all right the story is so great Ben Jumper who runs this place uh here at Soundcheck I kept saying man I've been going to Fender I've been telling him I want to build a Texas telly which is a bigger telly because of all the reasons we talked about and he said, well, let me go talk to Tim over here. <laughs> so Tim built this one of a kind. And uh, you, can tell, you can tell him uh, a little bit about it. Of course, we have, um, again, the same thing. It's got right where I want them, you know, which is, that's the way Leo had them anyway, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And then this is, tell him what this does. It's a little push-pull push, uh, so thing. So you can split the humbucker with that. It's a custom set of pickups that I wound for you. Is, but is that basically kind of a shawbucker? Or, or it's a shawbucker, yeah, but it's a one-of-a-kind shawbucker. Ray wanted a 60s Tele bridge pickup, so we've got that. And then the neck pickup was voiced to play nicely with the bridge pickup. So it's a custom wine, and it coil splits, so it goes cleaner if it needs to. And then, so there's with... Is that nice? Little the the kind of shot I I associate with a strat, you know, is, sure. is they out of, out of phase, which you can get. Yeah. And then this is, and then this, and this. This might sound, of course, a little dirty because yeah. we've been playing with, but this is where I get that, you know. Yeah. And it's uh, because what's the value on this pot? Two fifty. And I don't know what that means, but they had another <laughs> one in. They had another one in there, and they wouldn't do what I wanted. You know, it's like. So what's, what's standard on a telly? Uh, 250s now. There's a weird period in the, um, they start out as 250s. There's a weird period in the 70s when Jaguars and Jazzmasters are popular and they go to one megs. 
Oh, really? So that 70s sound is like the really ice picky, late 60s, early 70s, yeah. is that really ice picky bright thing. Uh. That's a one meg, which gives you all the top end that your dog doesn't care about. <laughs> yeah, right, It's right. 20 hertz and above. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. But you can hear it. Even money up there, yeah. as Chet used to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can get this great. That, that's the thing. Yeah. I do. It's just, just can do it all, man, you know. And like I say, that's your sound. Yeah. the treble pickup yeah. you can hear yeah you know, and then he put it on you know yeah and this through a through a super but this is a new super it's uh i've used the deluxe uh but i couldn't when i want to get a little more break up you know but i mean that's what's so nice about this guitar is the low end is i mean you can never get that out of at a uh, you know out of a normal size telly kids if you want to get a big sound get a bray benson oh they don't make it that's right oh you can't buy this thing just have to be ray benson <laughs> this a yeah but i finger pick with it stuff and you go yeah chink sure you know been playing a lot more with my fingers too which is really scary I was gonna say Jimmy Vaughn's my pal and I've known Jimmy for 50 years and and it's I said you play a lot with your fingers I said yeah yeah and I said, it's just a different thing it's so different yeah you got to do shit like that yeah. you know right, right. Now, what, to get this bigger body, what did you, okay, so Tim, how did you yeah. go about doing it? Like, okay, well, you know, we knew, I'd known, known Ray since the 70s, you know, so I was delighted to have the opportunity to do this one. But um, we talked about tellies he liked, and um, this is Ash. Yeah. So, because you like the Ash vibe, like the 60s telly bridge pickup sound. Um, what we ended up doing this part of it is pretty normal and it starts getting bigger out here so we kind of stretched and enlarged the back end of it to get in more mass mm -hmm. yeah so it's you know roughly 10 percent bigger from the waist down so to speak okay they wanted um the state of texas <laughs> in on it so we actually made one and um actually made two or three and settled on that for the size we didn't have the courage to stick it down on the guitar. We put double stick on the back of it, sent it to Ray and said, hey, you figure out where, <laughs> where to put it. it. Right. We're not going to do <laughs> We just lift it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a Texas telly, you know, and, and uh, those of you at Fender at corporate headquarters, you might ought to make these suckers and sell them to every kid wants one nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. Uh, we'll call it the, the, the TR, T for T, <laughs> TR Texas Telly. There we go. There you go. Perfect. But yeah. it's been wonderful, man. I've been, I've been so happy with it. And Ben Jumper, we have to thank Ben, our good pal, yeah. who, uh, who commissioned the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But the, the funny thing about this is that nothing is wasted in this universe because when we needed to do the Acoustasonic Telly, we wanted a slightly bigger body. And got talking about it in the shop and went, you know, we got a drawing right here. So, so this this body size ends up being the basis for the Acoustasonic Tele. Really? Yes. It's funny because in looking at it, it looks like a normal, but yeah. It does until you hang it next to another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or we'll get Tim to play it. Of course, if we you use this, yeah, it'll right. be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People come on the stage to jam with my guitars, they are sorely disappointed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like Lyle Lovett, that video of Lyle oh, Lovett. Yeah. Your, we, oh, yeah. We had this thing where Lyle came and he says, hey, you know what would be funny if I dress up in your clothes? <laughs> <So> yeah. <they laughs> put my size 16 boots on and... Uh, 
Yeah, he looks like a child. He is great. He's, <laughs> he's such a good pal. He has a lot of Collins guitar. He's been playing Collins guitar since Bill was building him in an apartment, you know. And the whole Austin thing, yeah. And he uh, it was Houston, but he moved to Austin, but yeah. 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 It's so versatile, man. Who'd have thought that this kind of, you know, simple thing, like I say, it's bolt on because then you can go. Right. You know, I don't do that often. Yeah. Tim, as a builder, does that, does that bother you to see a guy really reef on yeah. your neck like I expect, that? I expect, well, it'll take it. Let's put it that way. It yeah. will take it. It's got an Emmy board, but it will absolutely take it. Yeah. It's yeah. really amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I have a Epiphone Custom Zephyr Regent, I believe, although they have so many names yeah. at home. Yeah. 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 Whether it's a deluxe custom Zephyr, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but the bottom line is uh, it's so funny to look at because it's a telly. It's two pickups with this configuration, huh. and and of course when who was it when uh, Les Paul? That's what he. Yeah. What that was the brick. I mean right. the, the log, log yeah. right? Where he took the off log. the thing and said, "Oh, by the way, this is all an electric guitar really needs yeah. if you want it." And uh, so that's why I've always said this is such a classic setup. Um, that's why I asked him to put it on on that. Now I've I've played Gibsons and 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 uh, and. Uh, Fenders all my life, but the um, that's you know this is good for a simple man, simple setup. <laughs> right, right. You always know where you are. That's it. Yeah. You get lost. Yeah. yeah. The four I had a I, you know I played a uh, 355 for for years in the early 70s, and uh, uh, you know first thing we do was cut the stereo out. You know, yeah. and the uh, what was it, a very veritone yeah. out. What was that? Just a bunch of capacitors. And it's uh, resistors and capacitors and a choke. Yeah. So it just basically chops stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tone, trying to get different tones, I assume, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, but uh, the good news, I have a picture of Eric Clapton playing it, so I think it's uh, oh, a valuable axe. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cool. <laughs> he came down to jam one night years ago, and somebody took a picture, thankfully. But, um, yeah, the... Um, as I, you know, as I got older, I just came back. I went back to tellies, you know, and just right. And so they built me a, just a different kind of telly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Now, what strings do you run on? Pretty heavy on the bottom, 50, uh, 54, and then uh, twelve or thirteen on top because I got 12, big. 14, yeah. 17, 36, 50, yeah. 52. Fifty-two. Twelve through fifty-two. Yeah. Sam, thank you. Got got <laughs> Sam over there. Your answer guy. <laughs> he plays better than I do, but I can really bend, you know, so I don't have to need slinky. And as Stevie was, Stevie Vaughn always, you know, he tuned to E flat, but he used very heavy strings because they get better sound. And yeah. The other thing that people yeah. forget now is that all these guitars originally were strung with big strings. Yeah, right. flat wounds so, probably. You know, until yeah. you do that, you're not really hearing some of these original guitars the way they were designed. Well, that's it. Were they yeah, flat wounds or no? Uh, sometimes, yeah. We, a lot of times, yeah. But there were twelves. A lot of these. Things. Yeah, well. yeah. I just you need sustain and a bigger string. Um, and like I say, I got I got claws so I can bend. You know, and that's the thing I think. Yeah. <laughs> And I love yeah, those Tiva. big strings aren't slowing you down. Yeah. Well, so really, your setup is about as simple as you get. Oh yeah, you got no. a telly, you got a couple telly, you got a telly-ish type hollow body, yeah. a proper jazz guitar, and you run through a super or a deluxe depending on the size of the room, basically. Yep, basically, yeah. And then your pedal board could not be more modest. Well, you know what Red Volkart, well, old Red calls the, the, he calls them tone reducers. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and so, totally. And I'm not a session player, and I, I don't have to, uh, you know, some, I don't have to get a sound for the lead singer, you know. Right. I understand why people have all that. I just do it. I got size 17 feet, and they just clumsily play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, you just, uh, you just need to sound like Ray. And I can make, <laughs> and I can make myself sound like the three or four different things I want but I use my hands you know and uh, so so all your all you've got here is this tuner. big old boss stage tuner which is so big you can see that from outer space <laughs> that's great that's and a, a big shot uh, well that just big switches between these two guitars you know that's great and then when I do acoustic oh yeah yeah let's look at this so okay so that's a j200 right and it it was a good j200 but it wasn't special and and a guy gibson had i'd done something for gibson and they gave it to me and i was in england and a fellow named carrie um big fan 
said, I'm a leather worker. I'd, I'd, I'd love to make a guitar. Well, he took my original uh, prototype for a guitar that was made, a uh, Ray Benson model guitar, many years ago by Samick and Valley Arts. Did. Yeah, the, the, the Telly-ish type. Texas Telly, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it wasn't a Telly. It was, a, it was an attempt at it, but it was a really trashy guitar that you know the the custom ones were great yeah, you know? yeah. and then of course then they went to Korea and, and made yeah I remember these. seeing when on that George Strait tour uh, yeah. seeing you play that back then they were very good guitars and then uh, so we uh, so anyway he took one of them and it's in a, it's in another museum it's a, a yellow rose guitar it's all hand done leather that he painted uh, yellow rose of Texas is oh. all over so he I said hey take this thing I hadn't been doing it so he, <laughs> he put the cover on and and it's the great well listen to it are you running in there? Do you it's a Ridge Barbera transducer. Yeah. A Ridge Barbera transducer. Ridge Barbera transducer. Cow. And I can finger pick, obviously. Right. Did you, when, when you got it back with that leather on it, did you feel like it... I mean, like plugged in, it sounds. Amazing. I know, and even acoustically. Did it change the tone? And totally, it deadened the top, which is what you need for an electric uh, acoustic. Huh. Um, it's the same thing. As you find out what works, and that that transducer worked great, but yeah, it's just yeah. So I, I, I and it was just a surprise. Believe me, yeah. I'd been playing the Guild over there, which is a fabulous, fabulous. Uh, there was one of the ones that when they uh, made them in uh, Connecticut or, oh, or yeah. somewhere. Yeah, you bet. But this thing just... So this D55, so that is kind of your go-to and this is your secondary? Yeah, yeah they both um, are great, you know, and uh, if I have a different tuning, I'll tune this one to the different tuning and then sure. just leave it. I sometimes used to use the dad-gad tuning and... Uh, yeah. God, that sounds... I know, great. it just, just killed me. I was like... Yeah, What's what a, a what a happy accident! I thought it was just going to be Elvis at Hudd. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, it looks so cool. Who cares what it sounds like? Right. And and what's great is it. Okay, it says. Uh, first of all, I had a pair of boots that matches that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> he took he took this from a pair of boots, and it says asleep at the wheel. Uh, it says it says Western Swing ain't dead. It's asleep <laughs> at the wheel. And so it's. It's so cool to have this guitar because, I mean, this is, uh, I'll tell you a story about leather-covered guitars, though. In 1973, we went down to Mississippi, um, uh, 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 or was it Arkansas, anyway, and we went, and Fred Carter, who was a session player, and Dina Carter's dad, but sure. he was a session player in town, he said, you need to go to this motel. And it's rock, it was, we called it Rock and Roll Heaven, but it had a name. It's long gone. He said it's where we all used to stay. Um, and I'm, I'm slap myself for forgetting the town. I'll come back. Where uh, Conway Twitty, the band, Levon, you know, the the, yeah. the band, Ronnie Hawkins, they all stayed at this motel while they gigged around the Gulf Coast area back then. And I walk into the motel room on the left side is a J45 with leather covering that says uh, Conway uh, Twitty. And and then there was a Gibson, I don't uh, leather covered Gibson electric, uh, thin thin body. It said Ronnie Hawkins on it, on the thing. And that's oh, where cool. they yeah, that's where they all stayed, and uh, uh, where King Biscuit Flower Hour was uh, filmed. Oh, that's there. right. Um, down there, John Huey was from there, et cetera. And I'm just blanking on the name, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I haven't heard the King Biscuit Flower Hour forever. Man. This is the original one where yeah. uh, where Sonny Boy Williamson played, you know, and they sold flower. And, uh, you know, so anyway, leather covered guitars, you know, Elvis, of course, had the famous yeah. one. But yeah, I've got the other one, which is just just beautiful. And uh, yeah, thank you, Kerry. And he's a bus driver in England who uh, huh. whose uh, hobby was uh, leather work. God, that's great. And I use it, I can, I can do, you know, jazz stuff with it. 
I could get a job at a lounge. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so is uh, so where you're going down the road in the bus, is this the one you play going down the road? No, no. I use uh, one of those carbon fiber oh. guitars because you can't break it. Yeah, right, right. I went on the bus. First of all, people get, sometimes, you know, sometimes they get high or drunk. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've just, heard. Just people. <laughs> I've and heard they'll take, And they'll take the guitar <laughs> and sometimes drop it. Yeah. Those carbon fiber guitars are incredible. They'll take it. You can put them in a 115 degree trunk. They don't even go out of tune. They love it. Play them in the rain. <laughs> so that's what's on the bus because of that. We used to have the the guild was on the bus and it started getting knocked around. I said, sure. uh, that ain't gonna work. Yeah. So um, that's it. Yeah, we are very fortunate. I got I've got lots of great guitars uh, oh, in yeah. the studio well, at home. Over, I mean, yeah. 50, 50 years. A single yeah. wheel's been around for 50 years. I wish I kept a lot of the ones that I had sold. Oh, you know, God, got I bet. Gretsch White Falcon original back I had in the, in the 70s for 500 bucks. Uh, you know, Strats for 250 bucks, yeah. Kelly's, and this, that, and the other. But we kept mostly the guitars that we use. Yeah. I got a bunch of old Epiphones, Epiphone Custom, I think, an Epiphone Triumph, is that the, the acoustic? Yeah. Custom Zephyr Regent. I got some good funky um, ones with the the Barkisberry um, pickups, uh, Stratotone, the oh, Har yeah. Harmony Stratotone. Sure, that's down and dirty, wonderful guitar. And of course, you know the um, I got a '57 Martin, you know the D28 that is just uh, your flat picker's dream. You know? Right. Unfortunately, I'm the worst flat picker around, but I can <laughs> strum it. <laughs> and um, you know, there's a. Uh, the um, the jazz guitars are fun. They're arch tops, you know. Uh, but I, I just always got Epiphones, and yeah. uh, they they were inexpensive, and they, I love their sound. They have a little more top end than Gibsons, uh, than the L5s, etc. You know. So I had all them. What else we got, Sam? Over there, we got a bunch of Collins and. Uh, got an ES5. Oh my ES5! Got I've had that. I bought that for three hundred dollars, but it's. Uh, it's so fast. It's one of the fastest necks I've ever seen. You know, I, I can hardly play it, but uh, can't hardly part with it because they're so so rare. Those three three pickup Gibsons. Oh know. yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, other than that, I also collect a lot of of, of non-pedal steels. You know, I've got uh, bunches of them. We just picked up the strangest guitar ever, the Magnatone. I'm not sure what it's called. It, it was only ten of them made or something. Centromatic, it, it's a six string and it's it's solenoid. a it's got solenoids. You push six different buttons and it changes the tunings, but the whole thing oh. goes like this. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because it was built in 1950, Megatone. It only was, I think, eight or nine were built or something. So, are you always guitar hunting when you're touring? I had to quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yes, but like yesterday, Sam says, was over at Carter Guitars. He goes, hey, uh, there's a couple of Epiphones over here. <laughs> you uh, no, no. don't tempt me. <laughs> yeah, no, we we have so many to play and so many just sit there and and I go, God, we haven't even changed the strings on that thing. So we have the ones that we use for recording. I have a Buck Owens gave me one of his uh, one of the red, white, and blue tellies, right. the Japanese that is just phenomenal. We use that in the studio because oh. it is basically it's a it's a '57 telly. You know, with the exact same things that Buck always had, and, and right. it's red, white, and blue sparkle, <laughs> but it just sounds perfect for for the the telly sound. And yeah, that is the gold standard of the telly tone right there. It's got the same thing. It's got the three barrel, uh, you know, on the brass on the thing, and that's just, uh, you know, that's a combo that that makes that sound. Yeah. And so you have that, and a uh, lot of steel guitars of triple neck uh, national, double neck nationals. Uh, uh, single neck, uh, a Rickenbacker, you know, uh, just because there's, and I've got old amps. I got a 1938 Dobro amp that is so rare. Uh, uh, people I've shown it to only seen pictures when we use it on the records. Uh, yeah. Chris Scruggs used it the other day, and I've got a, an old national amp, you know, with the national shield on it, you know. Cool. And, um, you know, because we have a, quite a nice studio with all the good vintage gear and and uh, when we're trying to make Western Swing songs of the 40s and 50s, uh, we just use the same gear they were using. Right, <laughs> right. Know. Well, and as luck would have it, well, we've got Cindy Cash Dollar here, so we'll, we'll, we'll cover some steel stuff with her too. Absolutely, you know, and she came to me uh, when she joined the band as she had, uh, was a dobro player and she had just started learning, um, you know, non-pedal steel. 
and of course turned into uh, one of the great stylists on the steel. She has her own sound, her own yeah. way to go, to her own her own axe. And it's a different instrument. It's not a pedal steel. You know, it's trying to explain to people what it is. I think right. we'll get into that. But yeah, we feel very fortunate to uh, have uh, been able to design guitars, get guitars built. It's such a, such a like I said, uh, to have a guitar uh, with your own name on it is uh, certainly uh, something every guitar player oh, would huge. just love. And, yeah. and, I, and I'm very privileged and, and, and humbled to, because there are a whole lot better guitar players than I am. <laughs> Ray, you're a big deal, man. You're a big deal. Thanks, Nine John. Grammys. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, ten Grammys. Sorry. Well, well the tenth one, the tenth one, I didn't win. We won for uh, the people who did the art on our on our uh, Still the King record. Well, so I we'll, didn't get a statue, but we'll say we'll say ten. We'll yeah, round it yeah, to ten. Trying to beat old Frank Sinatra is <laughs> tough. <laughs> yeah, Frank, you're right. Ray, thanks, man. John, Such a appreciate pleasure. it. Love your show, and uh, thank you. Keep the guitar nerds happy. Yeah, nerd on. <laughs> Summit Ridge Drive. Love right. it. Hey, now we're with Cindy Cash Dollar. Cindy, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank love you. your work. Love sitting next to you and hearing you play. This Just, is a great thing, you yeah. know, for people to to uh, to actually see what kind of gear people are doing and right to kind of just kind of watch the uh, magician put the rabbits up their sleeve. <laughs> I'll, I'll I think that's a good way to describe. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. It okay. just came to me, but <laughs> okay. uh, let's start with this very cool guitar. Now you, I, I've I've watched you for years, love your work, and I've seen you with different instruments. And this looks like something I haven't seen you with before. Tell me about it. Yeah, this is um, uh, a non-pedal steel guitar, which um, was used a lot in Western Swing, and, and why I have it here now because I'm I'm touring with Western Swing band, Asleep at the Wheel for the 50th anniversary tour. And so uh, before the pedal steel came along, um, they had six string lap steels. Um, I think Bob Dunn uh, was the first person to use a six string lap steel that was with a pickup for recording. Uh, but they eventually put more strings on. So this is a non-pedal steel guitar, eight <coughs> strings on each neck. Uh, this neck here furthest away from me is an E13 tuning. This neck here is in C6 tuning. And there's hundreds of different tunings, but these are the ones I use. Uh, this steel, I, I also have a, a vintage uh, Fender double neck, but this uh, is a steel master that was made by Herm Remington. Herb Remington played steel guitar for Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. Wow. And so when he uh, started to retire, he got into building steels. And the cool thing is it's really lightweight. The, uh, the vintage steels are very heavy. And so uh, Herbie and I talked about that a lot. <laughs> so uh, it's got George L. pickups, uh, and I had them uh, wound to Fender Spec. And then here uh, is uh, Herb's uh, personalized uh, nameplates for me. But um, I love this steel. It's, it's so great. So great. Yeah. And I love the way you jump between the necks like that. So it's, controls are just. Uh, pickup? Yeah, it's it's two pickups and volume and tone. Really easy. Are, um, are both necks on all the time? No, uh, actually, you can have it wired that way um, because a lot of the vintage steels were. I choose not to because it, there's a lot of noise. And sure. This is so fast that in the middle of a solo, I can jump from one neck to the other. Right. Which which is great. You know, well, yeah. it's no big deal because these two t tunings are so different, and they they they're each great. You know, and it and it it uh, I love the the difference between them. So that's the great thing about that. The old Fender steels, for an example, it had uh, some of them had push button 
switches on, which were very noisy and clunky. So this is just like a tele switch, very, very basic. Yeah, you really, I mean, you can switch back immediately, in a, like a thought. The strange thing, it's like there's so much difference, obviously, between non-pedal steel and pedal steel, but to me, this is more physical. It's like you're, you're moving, if you choose to, between different tunings. You know, I, I had a, a three-neck and a four-neck steel. Wow, I've been the, carrying around that four-neck well, as a challenge. The two-neck is enough, thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I think, you know, as the pedals evolved, invented, evolved, it is so amazing because your foot and your brain does all the work with the pedals stepping on them in combinations to produce different chords while your bar just remains here um, and knee levers as well. Whereas this, I think, is more physical than, right. than pedal steel. Do I play pedal steel? No. Um, and you started on dobro, right? I started on dobro and then six string lap steel and then took this up as a hobby, really. Um, kind of late in life. That hobby paid off all right. <laughs> but I would say asleep at the wheel. Uh, it was like Western Swing Boot Camp. But I, I did take lessons from Herb Remington. I took lessons from Maurice Anderson, who also played with Bob Wills, and John Ely, who was the steel player for uh, many years before me in the wheel. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, you, you eventually find your way around. Um, the bar that I use is uh, made, uh, it's a John Pierce uh, lap steel bar, three-quarter size. Uh, it looks tiny. This is so great. It looks small, but to me, it's the perfect weight. I've, I've tried quite a few different bars. I mean, it's a yeah. personal thing, obviously, but I, it fits perfectly over the eight strings, and I use it for lap steel, too. But I love the way that it's weighted. Yeah. Uh, that's through Breezy Ridge Instruments. Uh, thumb pick is a John Pierce called The Vintage, also from Breezy Ridge. I use John Pierce strings, which is great. You can get single string in any um, gauge that you want and then Acri finger picks. Huh, I've never seen that. They're comfortable and they don't make your fingers green and they don't leave little tiny impressions around here. Acri, how do you spell A-C-R-I. Okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah, they look like the, the finger picks of the future. They do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Area 52 yeah, on my fingers right. and it kind of look like UFO. Anyway, they're great. Yeah, that's great. Now, is that uh, volume and tone down there? Yes. Volume and tone, and the cool thing is, uh, Speedy West to me was he was like the the Jimi Hendrix of the steel guitar. Right. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Speedy, Speedy Jimmy West Ryan. and Jimmy Bryant, right? Yeah, amazing. So Speedy did all of this stuff. Let's see, I'll put it on here. The, the boo wah, boo wah, you know, which yeah. sounds different on the on the uh, other tuning. So Speedy also had a, a doorbell that, that he used to get the pop, 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 pop. Really? Yeah, or you can do this. Oh yeah, Speedy was amazing. So I did, uh, Herb Remington did put a, a doorbell on the first deal that I got from him, but I just found that I, 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 it was uh, too quick a response. I felt like I had no control. Wow, I love that whole percussive thing you're doing there. Oh, it's 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 fun. Yeah. Yeah. How cool! It's Tricks, hijinks, yeah. steel what, guitar hijinks. What's amazing how much, how many, um, I don't know, like kind of sonic little tricks you can get just with the instruments. No pedals, no. Mm -hmm. Which is actually a good segue to your pedal board, which is really modest. This one is. Yes. Now, this is a new board, right? This is brand new. Like a tiny little. Teeny weeny, my my. You're I'm, playing the Opry tonight, so it's like yes. a tiny little Opry board. Yeah, that's, you could call it that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it to me. I, I have. Well, we can get into my um, second pedal board in yeah. a bit, but let's this, talk about this little. Just for steel guitar, to me, this is all I need. Yeah. Okay, what do you have with here? Uh, with playing this genre of music? Like, I'm not going to use an overdrive pedal. Um, I'm not going to use compression. But all I have, it's so simple. It's just a tuner. And it's a, a Boss Delay. Yeah, the uh, DD3T. Yeah, very clean, which yeah. is why I want it. You know, I, I like a lot of headroom, very clean sound. If I want overdrive, you know, it's you can get it, but I 
I like clean. Uh, and then I have the Electro Harmonics Tuner, which is great. It's really easy to read. Yeah, that is that is a great readout. It is, and, and it's very tiny. important because I'm always, you know, I'm always like that. Right. You know, and uh, so and, and probably of course standing up further away, but it is very easy, very simple, very accurate readout. Um, and then I've got the um, the uh, Voodoo Lab uh, pedal power on here because I need 24 watts to power especially my Talonics volume pedal. Yeah, tell me about that. We can get into it. Just, I'll just move over here for while we're talking pedals. One more pedal. Uh, this is made by Durham Electronics, Ellen Durham and Austin, all hand-wired. I have quite a few of his pedals, but this is called the Sex Drive. And it's Sounds like a, sexy. It is. It's, <laughs> I call it the wonder bra of, uh, of uh, effect pedals because it, it lifts everything. All right. It really does. It's, All about it. It's a clean compression. It's got um, a, a soft and hard compression. You can choose to have it off. It's got a really nice tone sweep. If you want a little bit of transparent overdrive, just a little bit, you can, you can crank up the gain knob a little bit. But um, this is a, a really nice... Um, clean, clean boost pedal, and um, and then the Talonics uh, volume pedal. It's a, a multi taper, and it's really amazing. On the side here, you can set the taper, and it's a it's a low profile volume pedal. But you can. I had they at the factory. Uh, Dave Beatty will ask you what kind of footwear you usually play really? with, and I love cowboy boots. He even asked me, well, what kind of heel is on your cowboy boots? And he will set uh, the, the volume pedal for you. But wow. once, once you get it, you can set the taper, great which is great. So, you know, I mean, some people like media volume. Um, I like it a little bit, you know, and every, this is so amazing. You can just set it and leave it there, too. It's great. It doesn't fall back down. Right. That's a you know how great yeah. that is, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but you can set the taper to be very gradual. Um, but no matter what you set it with, it's very smooth. Really smooth. It feels so incredible. There's also an input impedance on here, so you can match your pickups with your amp with everything, so you're not overloading anything, and um, it's it's so clean. That's this great. is why this makes everything clean. There's nothing disrupted in the signal chain, and um, I just love it. It's do you, great. Do you, with that great volume pedal, do you find yourself using the volume up here at all, or just no. never touch it? Never touch it. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. I'll, I'll touch the tone knob to do that, you know, yeah, thing I, I was love doing. That. But now the volume just stays. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So yeah. this no, this is very it's like not hypersensitive. I mean you can do that if you want, but I just prefer something that is just very smooth, very easy, just gradual, not immediate, you know. But it's very quiet. Once it's once it's off, it's off. There is no residual sound to it. That's great. Yep. It's great. Hey, do you mind putting on that sexy pedal? I want to hear now, the before and after. Okay. It's a I big, gotta hear the sexy pedal. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a. Uh, this was uh, made initially for uh, Charlie Sexton. Oh, well, there you go. Who, who's just a sexy guy? Sexy guy. <laughs> sexy Austin guy. Right, Sexton, sexy yeah. guy, playing with Bob Dylan, and uh, he wanted, uh, you know, a, a, a clean boost pedal that did just this. There's never any popping when you turn it on and off, and um, I don't know if it translates that. Well, if you'll hear a bit of a difference here, but I, I, if I had my lap steel, you would hear it. But yeah, I'll, I'll play a little bit. You can see. So, so that's off. Oh, that's off. Yep. Kind of gives a little spark and right now I'll put I'll put some uh, compression on there.
Yeah, I love that. That yeah. low down tone. That's great. Too cool. And, well, that's um, about as simple as it gets. Uh, so let's talk amps, right? I, I've in the past I've seen you've been playing Fender amps. I love Fender. Uh, I've got a Hot Rod Deluxe. I have the uh, Steel King with oh, yeah, the 15, yeah, right. nice clean yeah. transistor. Uh, I've got a Fender Twin tube and the greatest thing, the the new Fender Twin, oh, yeah, the, the Tone, Tone Master, Master. Those are amazing. which weighs about 34 pounds. God, right. Which I love. Yeah. It sounds, to me, it sounds as warm as, as their tube amps. Yeah. I can lift it up with one hand. Right. I love it. Yeah. It sounds incredible. I, I think Fender's doing amazing stuff, as yeah, they always have. They're named. And uh, so, um, yeah, so I use those amps in different configurations, uh, usually with all the instruments I just explained to you. But for, for this, for the steel only, because it's so clean and has so many great components, I use the uh, Talonix amplifier back oh, okay. here. 15 inch speaker, you can have a 12 inch if you want but it's got so much headroom, it's 500 watts. Wow. Yeah. Well, you can drown out a drummer if you need to. Yeah, well, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, you can, if you, you wanted can. to and you needed to, yeah. you could. But this has so many features on it, it's just, it's, it's really amazing. That's great. I mean, it, it just, you could go on for days. But, um, I mean, Dave Beattie and, and uh, the Talonix people, this is so, incrementally thought out hmm. so uh, you've got your 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 regular you know boost gain uh, you can EQ every aspect of it it has wet dry send in the back hmm. which is why I'm going uh, into return send in the back oh. for the cleanest signal that's great yeah so yeah. your delay is going through the uh, it's going through the amp to okay. get the cleanest signal because in the past with other delay uh, pedals I've had for some reason, they all overdrive the the steel, sure, and and a little bit with the resophonic too. And I think because it's just where it sits in the chain. But yeah. with the amp, you have that option. That's great. Yeah. So um, you also you could just there's so many EQ that you could do on here. You can EQ it to pretty much anything that you want. It's it's all there for you. you it even has. Uh, you can even like practice with your iPhone or headphones oh, if you great. want. Oh, yeah, yeah. and you can yeah. send it directly to to uh, for recording directly to the board. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. And um, it also has uh, an effect that I know uh, a lot of pedal steel, steel players like to use for. It can sound like a resophonic guitar, oh. and it comes with a special bar too. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like the old cat can. Oh, yeah, Kind yeah. of effect. Like the only uh, much. It's 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 better. Like that Jeff Surratt cat yes. can, yeah. Yes. And um, it's it's uh, it's just got it's and also the light. It's got a nice light there, but you can also choose to have that bright or dim. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they did think it through. Yeah. Did it take the you a while to kind of, with all those EQ and options, did it take you a while to kind of make friends with it and? Oh find yeah, I mean, Dave Beatty. I think it was two hours on the phone. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, just like went through every <laughs> single. Well, before I got it, he um, we had a long talk, and he guessed exactly, I would say almost exactly, the settings that he thought I would want to use really? with non-pedal. Huh. Yeah. And so it pretty much came like that. The, the one thing I had to really um, play with a lot was the mids. Yeah. Where to set those. You know that was a bit of an operation, but the the manual that, that that comes with it is very good, and there's very personalized service there. So that's great because yeah. when you come from that Fender world where it's all just so simple it and intuitive, was, that's like that's like a spaceship. It was mind-boggling. Yeah, I got to tell you. Yeah, you know, just uh, yeah, I'm just used to your, your, your whole, basics. Right, because your your whole <laughs> yeah. rig is so simple. Then you get to yes the Millennial Falcon, and it looks a lot more complex. Yeah. I know, I know you, you probably get close-ups and, and see all the features that I, I might be missing as I'm speaking about this. Right. But um, 
Yeah, pretty much there's everything is thought of there. And I love the fact that if people want a 12-inch speaker, you can get it that way too. Yeah, although the 15 is so sweet. Yeah, yeah. well, I think for, for steel, yeah. you know, it's it's needed. Although, you know, I've played through uh, the Fenders that had the 15s. Uh, they, they made the twins with 15s forbidden, and also uh, the Steel King, which I, I don't think is, is uh, manufactured uh, anymore, but um, that was also, I think, effective to, to handle all the, the low mids, especially that you will get with some of the tunings, I right. think. Right. You know, e even on my acoustic slides with the pickups, to be yeah. able to handle all those lows in the open C and the open oh, D tunings. Because right. that C6 gets low and rumbling. Well, this actually, this the way I, there's so many different C6, but from the top, this is G, E, C, A, and repeat. That's my C6. Yeah. E13 is the one that's got the. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a low E. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it sounds you know, it's, lower. <laughs> it does, it does. It kind of feels lower too, you yeah. know. But um, yeah, so this is a E for anybody out there that wants to know E, uh, G sharp, D, uh, F sharp, another G sharp, B, C sharp, E. It just seems so arbitrary. So between this and this and that, <laughs> yeah. you have to have a clear head for operating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some stuff going there's on. There's some there. stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cindy, I love your work. I'm, I'm so uh, so great we could come and hang at this. This has been very fun. Thanks for having fun, me. Fun, right? Yeah. It's all about fun here at Premier Thanks. Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Catch Cindy on the road. Catch her out there with out with a sleeper wheel for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Can you believe? I can't believe it. Yes. Yeah. Ray Amazing. Benson at the helm for 50 years. God, man, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, I know. He is. He is. He's a. He is a. Uh, I don't know. Just an American treasure. It's so cool. Yes, he's he's kept this music alive for many many years. Yeah. So it's a nice tradition to carry on. And you were like a kid when he hired you. It feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still are a kid. I would say, records. yeah, 38. Would say, I, I felt like a kid then, yeah. 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 But uh, it's been fun, and uh, it's it's nice still after all these years to, to still get the the uh, chance to work with, with uh, he and the band. He's okay. got a wonderful well, you, band and the alumni. You are amazing. I mean, just to hear that band in full flight is just, mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible. It's been it's been a lot of fun having the alumni along too, but yeah, I think uh, we'll wrap this portion of the tour up uh, at the end of this month for the 50th, and then I'll go on to I, I work with a lot of different people. Oh, CindyCashDollar.com. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, till next time. Thanks so much.